Super Talk Mississippi media production. Find your new ride at Kia McCombs all-new location at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Come find out why McComb loves Kia McComb at the corner of I-55 and Highway 98. Right on the corner, right on the price. This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. It's Mississippi's Radio Happy Hour. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. You're listening to Good Things with Rebecca Turner. Well, I'm going to Mississippi, Mississippi, here I come. Bringing you the good stories of Mississippi's people, places, and things to do. Now, now, here's Rebecca. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You're tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good thing. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. We've got Rhino in studio today. Now, don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. And, of course, you can always find us, too, on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch us. We are on your computer or your mobile device. Just head on over to supertalktv.com. And today we're kicking it off with a special set of twins, or I guess twins is a set. <laughs> uh, but they have both been um, named their valedictorian and salutatorian for their high school, Mendenhall High School, which is a prestigious position. And they're doing it together. So welcome, Bailey and Peyton Eubanks. Hey, Bailey and Peyton. Hey. Thank you for having Congratulations. Thank Thank you. All right. So have you had actual graduation yet? We don't. We have it next Thursday. Okay. So you're still gearing up and going through all the exciting senior things. Right. Yes, ma'am. So when did you guys realize that this may actually be a p- opportunity for you both to get one or the other positions? At what point? Was it early on, like freshman year, or was it more closer to maybe your junior or senior year? It was early on freshman year because we've always been real competitive towards each other. So we we knew we were up there close, but we didn't know for sure until we found out. But we've always known that it's been a tight race. Well, I guess if you're going to compete in something, your parents don't hate the fact you were competing to see. Right. I know. They are very proud. Very proud. Absolutely. And I would would assume this is a small percentage of a chance for this to happen. One, you'd have to have a set of twins in each graduating class. And then two, both would have to be motivated. So where did you get your motivation just for education? I get being competitive. You can do that in sports or just folding socks or anything like that at home. But where did you two sort of get your love for pursuing, you know, education honestly growing up we've both always been very competitive with grades even before high school we've always like been determined to make straight a's or do good on tests and stuff like that and so i feel like we've really pushed each other to be our best and we've really brought out the full potential in each other all right well that doesn't mean you're both best at everything so who's the who's the math whiz he is for sure and so, Bailey, would that make you more liberal arts or English sort of minded? Oh, yeah. I would much rather write an essay than do a math problem any day. I would say I would be about math and science, and she's English, reading, stuff like that. So. Well, did y'all ever help tutor each other in school or, at, you know, at home whenever you were going through, like, a tough class? Or did y'all just sort of yes. keep your grades close to, to your chest? All the time. Definitely. Like, we would get in arguments just, like, helping each other study because we couldn't get stuff. But, like, we've always helped each other out and really 
just made it easier for one another. Did your school sort of pick up on it, too, that maybe you guys were secretly or maybe publicly just trying to get to this distinction sort of together? I mean, were teachers oh, rooting? Yeah. They've known for a long time. Like, ever since our freshman year, they've been pushing us. And especially this year, they were like, uh-oh, Bailey, Peyton might beat you now. Da, 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 da. And they just like to entertain the fun and just encourage the competition. So how long have you known? Like, when did you finally, all the grades were submitted. You know, it's it's a done deal. You had to get named because, you know, uh, gowns and caps and all that have to be ordered. So how long have you guys known that you made it? You made it to valedictorian and salutatorian. We found out, was it April 5th, maybe? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, it was like the 1st of April. But we knew it was between us. Like, they didn't straight up tell us that, but we just knew that it was close. Because we would always compare our GPAs whenever we get our transcripts every nine weeks and be like, oh, my gosh, what do you have on that? That's funny. Okay, so, I mean, the big elephant in the room is who's valedictorian and who's salutatorian? I'm valedictorian and Peyton salutatorian, but it's only by... A tenth of a point, yeah. You realize, Peyton, she will never let you live that down. Oh, I know. Like, we had unweighted and weighted GPAs, and my unweighted GPA was higher than hers, and her weighted was higher than mine when we were compared transcripts. So, like, we did not know who was going to get it. So, okay, explain that to us listening to Good Things. It's been a minute since we graduated. What does weighted versus unweighted mean? Okay, so basically your weighted GPA includes, like, your college classes. Like, I know at our school, our college classes, let's say you made a 93 in that class, but it would even out to be 93 times 1.1, which would be well over 100, and that would be what's applied to your final GPA is that 100-something grade. So that's what your weighted is, but your unweighted, like if you made a 93 in your college class, it would stay a solid 93. Gotcha. And it's like that for every grade. So, Okay, so Bailey won at least in valedictorian, but who's the, I know you're twins, but who's the, who's technically the oldest? He is. Uh, uh, two minutes. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, at least you've got that, you know, for each other. One one can have the other one. The other one has, has the right to say that they're a tad bit older. Right. Well, Okay, so I know you guys will graduate next Thursday from Mendenhall High School. That's a huge accomplishment. But what's what's next for the twins? Do, can y'all do school without each other? I mean, I think we could, but we're just choosing not to. <laughs> yeah, we're both going to Mississippi State. All right. Are we yeah, majoring, we're majoring in, in business administration? So we're going to be helping each other again. Well, you know what? I don't know how long it'll take for that degree. Maybe four years. You'll have to come back to good things and see if Peyton, you can't be valedictorian and then, you know, you step down to salutatorian and then you can, you two can sort of share in the different, uh, different titles on different sort of stages. Do you still have to, who has, does someone have to give a speech? Do they still do that in high school? Yes, we both have to. Oh, together or separate? Separately. Oh, do you know what each other's speeches are going to to be about? Or are you keeping that a secret? Well, we just like read them to each other like a few hours ago, and I didn't read all of mine to him because I have a little bit planned that he doesn't need to know about. But I don't know about his. Yeah, I read mine to her because you know how I said she's like the English reading whiz or whatever. So I needed a little help on getting mine ready and stuff. So. 
I, I read mine to her, so she knows what mine is. Are y'all nervous about that, or have y'all already sort of aced, you know, your um, debate or speech classes, and you're going to be good to go? I, I'm, I hadn't really talked in front of people a lot, so it's a little nerve-wracking, but Bailey, on the other hand. I'll talk to a wall, like literally. Speaking in front of people doesn't bother me. I think you got. I think y'all are going to be absolutely fine and terrific for graduation. How big is your graduation or graduating class there at Mendenhall High? Right now, we have 121. Good deal. All righty. Well, I know y'all are gearing up to go to a little vacation, so I'm glad that you made time for us here on uh, Good Things. Congratulations again. I think it's uh, incredible that you two both stuck through it all this time, and you're going to continue your education. Thank you for choosing Mississippi for that, and you will have to keep up with this uh, and let us know how things are turning out. But um, good luck to you guys. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much for having us. All righty. There you go. Taking that sort of silver or sibling rivalry to that next level, but I think in the best way possible. I think it's great that the two of them were able to complement each other. Her being stronger in the English and the, you know, sort of liberal arts, and then him having that stronger sort of math science, and then together getting to come home and 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 do the study. I know you, with being the middle of three brothers, were you guys ever competitive with each other with anything? Then I feel like you. Oh, of course. But you, but did you, in fairness, did you always come out on top with grades? Ah, uh, for the most part. But my little brother did wind up overtaking me in the end by completing a law degree and becoming a lawyer. So he just put his smarts to more use. Just doesn't mean that you're not necessarily have more smarts, if that makes makes sense. But y'all were definitely competitive. What was the main thing you guys were competitive about? Well, because of our our gap in age we're only 15 months separated so playing pretty much any sport growing up every other year we were on the same team so that was a big competition for getting to to play a certain position in baseball or getting playing time on the soccer field and stuff like that i could see that so i was my parents only grew up as an only child have a much older half brother so i don't get this Oh, I'm competitive, but just with every with the world. <laughs> so I don't get the the idea of, like of having the sibling, but I already see it in my two girls, and they're seven years apart. But it's more I run faster than you, or I eat my cereal faster. It's those kind of they're it's not definitely a love hate relationship. Yes. There's a lot of hate. There's a lot of love, and and hate's a little strong, but it's funny to say it. But with with any sibling rivalry, you really only want to be the one taking the the joke on them yeah you don't want anybody you don't else want doing anybody it. else doing it absolutely not no that makes me think of the two brothers that made it to uh the super bowl right like that would that at this point the the you know these uh young uh, kids made it to that point the eubanks kids made it to the super bowl of high school which is becoming valedictory and salutatory pretty cool story all right we got more for you coming up next baby if you want me to Making your afternoon just a little brighter. It's Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi. Good Things with Rebecca Turner. 
happening on main streets and downtowns across the magnolia state so today we are highlighting what's happening downtown this weekend it is brought to you by the mississippi main street association don't forget you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events and today jennifer lay with the mississippi main street association is joining us to remind us that our main streets are open for business when we're thinking graduation gifts and more so hey jennifer Hey, how are you doing? I am doing well. I know last weekend was a super busy weekend for main streets across Mississippi. Googly moogly. There was an event happening all over the state. How excited does that make you guys to see people up and out and hitting their main street? Gosh, you know, we saw events from the coast all the way up to North Mississippi. And I think that it's just such a special time because it's it's nice outside and we're still in the spring and the summer. And people are using it as an opportunity to get together with their families and celebrate their moms. Um, And so now this week, you know, we're kind of just taking a breather from that. But gosh, what a great time, though, to get out and get to see all the things you didn't get to experience because you were so busy with the events. Oh, I know, and it's always a good time, too, to remember right now we are knee-deep in buying teacher appreciation gifts. If your kid made it out of school alive, your teacher should be appreciated (laughs) uh, for it, as well as all of the uh, graduates, whether it's graduating high school or graduating college for the first degree, or maybe it's that doctorate degree or whatever it may be. Folks are looking for just those little happies and, you know, gifts to give, and I think we forget about our main streets as being the perfect uh, gift shopping places. So right, and I love it as I scroll through my social media. I see all of these locally owned, you know, stores on our main streets that are posting about just what you said and they're, you know, packaging, offering things for people to make it quick and easy and really take the guesswork. And, you know, that's, that's what local shopping is all about. It's just that extra step to hospitality that, you know, not only makes people's lives easier when they're busy and they're working, but it also makes it meaningful. So um, it's really neat that people are really intent on shopping locally and doing that for the people that they, you know, live with and work with every day. Well, every day you work with the uh, Mississippi Main Street Association, Jennifer, and when people ask, well, what do you do there? What is that about? How does that work? What is your sort of like elevator speech to everything you guys do on a daily basis? What I tell people is we are a preservation-based economic development organization. And, you know, obviously we do focus on historic preservation, but that's not it for everyone. You know, we are really intent on creating and reinvigorating these downtown spaces so that they are sustainable, vibrant places so that these local businesses can thrive. You know, downtowns and local business are the heartbeat and the backbone of our communities. And so we are just providing as many tools and, you know, at times funding as we can to make our local programs strong so that they can support the small business community. Um, I think we saw during COVID that was one of the biggest needs. We learned so much from that. Um, And I think that we just really had this renewed, you know, reminder that we, you know, 
feet and breathe small business, especially in the state of Mississippi. And so that is what we do, just helping equip our directors to have sustainable, vibrant places that people want to be and they want to stay and they want to spend their money. And if you want to shop online, which I think that's what COVID taught us, a lot of our Main Street uh, businesses pivoted. And don't forget, too, your favorite store is now usually on Facebook, Instagram, or on some platform where you can still, you know, quote, unquote, shop local um, and even do it from the comfort of your home. I think sometimes we forget about those um, options and that gift cards always fit just right, don't they, Jennifer? That's right. You know, COVID, we were just, you know, shocked by the number that didn't have any sort of web platform to shop on. And it's really interesting because we think about web shopping as not being that same experience as going in the store. But with all the things that you mentioned with the social shopping experience, you can really get that convenience with that same feel that you're buying from and getting help from that person that's selling that item to you. So, you know, just opening doors a little bit easier, whether it be physically in the store or on the computer, um, it's just the perfect way to support your community because that money just goes right back into your neighbors. Um, and they're the ones that support, you know, the quality of life that we come to love in the state of Mississippi. Um, and so, like you said, you know, if you can't think of something, you know, typically your local stores can help you with that item. But then the gift cards are perfect. You know, they have a shelf life and, and you just keep on giving, you know, back into that store and into the the community's coffers. And the other part of it, too, is your um, events, which y'all have a great uh, events calendar, msmainstreet.com slash calendar. How often are y'all updating that? That calendar is updated daily. You know, every day a program is having a new event. Um, I think that events keep our directors probably the most busy. And being a former events planner myself, I know that they pour their heart and souls into those events. And, gosh, what a better way to really experience what a community is all about. Um, oftentimes when we go to these events, we just don't have time to see it all. But what we love about the events is you get to experience what that, city or that that downtown is all about in the short time and hopefully are encouraged to go back again and again to just dive in a little deeper. Yeah, well, I love that, Jennifer, and I appreciate your time here on Good Things. Um, you're welcome back anytime. But speaking of events, we've got a great one for you that's happening in Ocean Springs. We got Cynthia Sutton. She's the director of Main Street Ocean Springs on with us. They got Bud and Burgers competition coming up this weekend, which was a reschedule, I'm going to guess, due to weather. Right, Cynthia? That is correct. Uh, most of our events, we do rain or shine, but sometimes the rain just holds us out. So, yes, it is a reschedule um, for May 20th, and it's from 4 to 9 p.m. with a burger competition provided by Budweiser. And this is her second year, and we added a Main Street Festival right next to us on the street in the lot. So kind of expanded. So tell me about that burger competition. Is it like, come, can you still register? Are folks already registered? Do you get to taste test? How does this work? Okay, all of it. So, yes, we still are taking teams up until Friday night at midnight. So if you are out there and you think that you have the best burger on the coast, call us, Ocean Springs Chamber Main Street, and we will get your team registered. And we want people to come and enjoy the event so there are individual attendee tickets starting at $15 a person that get you a beverage and from Budweiser and also all the tasting of all the burgers out there that um, you can you, you can wish for. We'll also have live music. We'll have some fun kids' activities. So it'll be a fun afternoon, evening event.
Well, I mean, for 15 bucks, I mean, you can't get a burger and a beer, most joints, you know, for that anyway. You're telling me I can get a drink and then also taste all of these delicious burgers. Is there like a thing to the burgers this year or is it kind of like, you know, you just get to make your best burger and then present it? It is just make your best burger and present it. We will have judges, so they actually will win some really awesome awards that they can take home for the best taste. But, yes, it is just however you want to dress the burger and present it. All righty. You mentioned you were adding sort of uh, the festival, the Main Street part to it next door. How does that work? Is that just shops giving specials or is there going to be, is that where the music will be? It's actually, the music is going to be in the same area where the grilling is going to be happening. So you can, you know, watch the grilling, listen to some music, grab a beer, enjoy a snack, sit down. And then right next to us, we have a road attached to our depot lot that's called Robinson. We're actually going to put a dozen artists and craft vendors from the coast. Um, in that area so people can also do a little shopping and find some cool finds while they're just enjoying the evening. All righty. It's going to be a fun date. That is May 20th. That's Saturday, correct? That is correct. All righty. And the time is, remind us, Cynthia. 4 to 9 p.m. in downtown Ocean Springs. And if we want to get tickets ahead of time, and I'm assuming we probably should, where do we go for that? You can go to our website at OceanSpringsChamber.com or you can go directly to OceanSpringsChamber.Square.Site. And if we want more information, you've got a wonderful Facebook page that keeps everybody updated. Yes, yep. Check the Ocean Springs Chamber Main Street Tourism Bureau Facebook page or website and we have all the details there on our event this Saturday. Alrighty, Cynthia, I appreciate your time. Hoping the weather holds for you guys. Looking like a great weekend. It's going to be a delicious one, too. It is. We're excited. Thank you. <laughs> Alrighty. We had steaks last weekend. We got hamburgers this weekend. I mean, what more can you ask for on a Mississippi uh, summer uh, weekend? Something to get out and do. And sounds like it'd be a whole lot of fun and deliciousness uh, with, the, with the whole family. But don't forget, wherever you are, you can always go to msmainstreet.com slash calendar to get more information on upcoming events in your area or wherever you may be traveling to uh, this summer. So get out, support, uh, you support your local Main Street in Mississippi. But stick with us. we got more for you up next. Today, positive and stories that make you smile. This is Good Things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at supertalk.fm. I'm a morning time, and we're going strong, headed up down the river. You 
can watch good things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even find us on YouTube. You can now watch good things, too, live on Seaspire TV. If you've got that, we are on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel. And you can also catch good things in podcast form wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you've been out in Amory, I guess today, you know that the parade for Colin brought everyone out. And from what I can tell through the pictures, it was a fun and beautiful event there in Amory, Mississippi. If you missed that or you're just curious what it looks like, I've shared the photos over on the Good Things uh, Facebook group. I know they're gearing up for, I think, some filming today or maybe to, or at some point in the next from now until what? It airs Sunday night. Right. And so at some point between now and Sunday night, I think there's a concert. There was obviously a parade. There's going to be some filming and so some excitement. So I think that was all three. yesterday. Or it was all happened yesterday. I think okay. it all got wrapped up in one nice big boat. That's probably how they do it. They need a little bit of time to. Um, I'm sure there's going to be good watch parties and everything else, though, happening um, in Amory as everybody watched to see if Colin pulls out and is the uh, next American next American Idol. Also, if you've been over on the Good Things Facebook group, you'll see I had a great update from our friends with Seven Days for the Troops. If you remember way back, not way back, a couple weeks ago, um, we had them on to talk about Mr. Robert Pyron, who lost his home. He's a veteran in his 90s. He lost his home to the tornadoes there in the Delta, and they were trying to raise the funds to get him a teeny, a teeny home. What what makes the story you know, more heartwarming was the fact that Mr. Pyron had pretty much built that home. He had lived there his whole life. He had uh, raised his family there. It was where he was spending out, you know, the, his, um, you know, last last phase, uh, you know, on the side of of um, things. And so for that to all to be taken away in one big storm, people rushed to help. And so the Purple Heart Homes helped build and deliver a teeny home thanks to room-to-room furniture, helped to make um, his bed and his sleep for the night and certain furniture. And they're not done, though. They still have a little bit left of their commitment, even though that the teeny home has been delivered. And Mr. Pyron's going to get to be back home. You keep saying teeny home. It's a tiny home. Teeny home. What do you want me to say? Teeny just teeny. makes it feel so teeny infantile it's less than a thousand square feet tiny home small home snug living quarters it's only mr pyron he doesn't need a whole lot to get around in that way but it's been delivered if you want to see it and there's wonderful video of showing uh, their respect to him and his service and him being able to see the home for the first time and it's touching so if you gave to that or you still want to give to that uh, you can. You can go to Seven Days for the Troops and find the link there to help uh, with the with the remaining fees for that. But kudos to them for going ahead and recognizing that they would be able to pay the debt and get the funds raised and not uh, wait for Mr. Pyron to get his tiny, small, less than average sized home. <laughs> <laughs> miniature mansion. Does that sound better? It's a miniature mansion. Is that what you want me to say? Teeny home, tiny home. Delivered. Now you got me all. Well, a teeny home feels like it should be the <laughs> the middle ground between, you know, those little itsy bitsy kid houses that you put together with PVC and they got the plastic covering. Yeah. It's like teeny home 
is the next step up from that before you get to <laughs> like a dorm room. Okay, tiny home. I still like Miniature Mansion. I think they should rebrand Miniature Mansion. Um, but it's from the great work of Mississippians and beyond who have helped contribute to that. So if you were part of that, thank you uh, so much. Head on over there. Another headline you may have seen on the Good Things Facebook group is the fact that we're getting a new restaurant in Mississippi, one with a little flair. If you watch the Food Network, American restaurant tour guy Fieri. Am I saying that right? Fieri. Fieri is bringing Flavortown to Mississippi. I don't think we need any help in the flavor area, but you can bring more. We can always get more flavor. And it's going to be at uh, Tunica's Horseshoe Casino. And so it's going to be a bar and grill, obviously, culinary lineup on prop on the newest on the property. And so it should be it should be a lot of fun. If you want to read about when that happens and all, you can tune in there. I know many were chiming in and are excited about it. You would think with all of his diner, whatever dine-ins and drive-ins and dives, that he would have great flavor profiles and if his food tastes any way the way his hair looks it's gonna be spicy i just love the people that have taken the time and and have the passion for watching diners drive-ins and dives i'm not i'm not one of these people that just watches it religiously but if it's on i'll I'll have it on in the background because it can be entertaining Mm -hmm. but there are people out there that have taken the time to watch each and every diner, drive-in, or dive that he goes to mm-hmm. and, and gauge his reaction to the food he's presented. And they've come up with some ideas as to maybe he can't just come out and say, wow, this tastes like dog food. But they, they've got some some nuance that he seems to apply when he's trying the food versus when he really seems to enjoy the food. Because there has to be a polite way. I mean, you've spent all this time... And energy into filming and being there, and he's just not the right. Could you imagine Simon Cowell or what's the other, the mean chef's name? Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay doing that, right? Like, although he got it from his mentor, Mark White. It just, it, you know, being mean has its spot, I guess, but like most people don't want you to just completely undercut hardworking people who were just kind enough to make you a sandwich. <laughs> For free, I'm sure. I get it, the publicity, but it just wouldn't probably hit right. But you do have to. You, it's probably hard to fake it if it's not your if it's not your jam. Oh yeah, they were saying things like when he when he makes a burger or a sandwich or something, and he takes a bite, and then he immediately starts backing up and pointing at it and gesticulating. That means more than likely he doesn't really like it, but he's trying to put on a good show. Mm-hmm. Whereas if he keeps going back to it and eating all of it, then he really likes it. And all of this is just speculation on the part of people that have watched way too many episodes. Maybe we can get him on good things prior to the opening of his restaurant, you know, because he's going to need plenty of publicity. And well, stuff. yeah. And we can ask him those questions. Uh, you know, the bizarre food with Andrew Zimmerman? Zimmerman? That's the one I'm like, dude, do you have taste buds? Because some of the stuff that... He's been to Mississippi. He has, but he's also been all over the world and eating bugs and things and brains and all the things. And stinky tofu. And stinky tofu and everything in between. Well, actually, he didn't eat that. That was the only thing he said he couldn't he couldn't do. And he just has an appreciation and a palate that's just out of this world. And um, I am glad somebody wants to try all that stuff. I think it would be... I think cuisine is fascinating to its region because no matter where you travel, it's part of... The culture, it changes. There's very little that's similar every single place that you go. Probably there's nothing similar in the culinary 
culture every single place that you go. And so that's part of it. But we are so creatures of habit, nature, and your palate is completely curated from your culture, your upbringing. And so it's sometimes very hard to be, to have, you know, an explorative mind with that. I am not. I'm trying to remember the the fine dining joke about England, but I'll, I'll I'll give it my best shot. I don't remember all the the fine details of it, but basically it's, it's these two chefs sitting there and they're talking about how England is the home of the finest dining in the world. They've got a dozen restaurants with Michelin stars and all this kind of stuff. And then the other chef asks him, "Yeah, but what kind of food do they cook?" French. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I guess I would taste something. Like I wouldn't mind trying. Like, there's a difference in hey, I'll try a bite of that and be adventurous versus let's go actually make a reservation at this restaurant. I have no idea if I'm going to like the food and then have to eat it and then pay for it. Right? Like that. There's two different mindsets. I mean, if you were, if I was on a show and they were just like, hey, Rebecca tries things. I mean, I could try a bite of just a chat out of me yet. Asterisk, just about anything. But reserve I might, the right to veto. I have to reserve the right to veto. But I, I don't know if I'd want to just go to a say, hey, let's. I've never had stinky tofu. Let's look. There's a little food truck down there. Let's go pay good money, our dinner money allotted for that, and then just hope for the best. I feel like when it comes to fine dining, you're paying for the the excellent service because that's expected with mm-hmm. fine dining. You're, you're expected to your glass is never going to be empty. You're never going to have a dirty plate sitting in front of you. It's all going to be choreographed and it's going to be magnificent. But I feel like the other part you're paying for is a lack of ability to use a plate. Seems like the 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 farther up the chain you go in fine dining, the less likely you are to get an actual plate with food on it. You're going to get something that's made of the same material as a plate. might look like a bowl upside down. It might look like a surfboard. It might be a shovel, but it's not going to be a plate. You know why my husband doesn't like fine dining? One, obviously the price tag. But two, he doesn't want to go pay that kind of money anywhere and then walk away still hungry. (laughs) Yeah, portion size is another thing. (laughs) It's all about how frou-frou and pretty it can look. And it's like that is one ounce of beef so if that I cost have to $100. leave there and still go get a sack of crystals then did you do your job <laughs> <laughs> i don't know depends on what you're there for all right stick with us we get more coming up next Rebecca Turner. She's smart and pretty. Good things with Rebecca Turner continues on Super Talk Mississippi. Welcome 
Welcome back to Good Things. Don't forget we are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. You can always find us, too, on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. And our Supertalk Mississippi news team is covering your Mississippi stories. So stay up to date. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter. You can do all that over at supertalk.fm slash newsletter. You can chime into the show on the ceasefire text line 601-879-4395. Our buddy Langston lets us know that Guy, he has an advanced team that visits and tastes the foods first. It could be up to a year before Guy actually um, makes it there. If I know what little I know about uh, production um, for television, especially series like that, usually, and I won't I mean, speak for every show, it's done very compact for seasons. And so he's probably on the road for like God knows how long, like a short, shorter than you would imagine for however many episodes is in a season. I'd say if there's 10 episodes, 10 or 12, he's probably on the road for two weeks, hitting up every one every other day. And then it's into production and then it's gone. So that's why they have to have their scouts, I would assume, and all of that out there going and doing because he couldn't do all that at once. Which that's just about anything in TV or movies. You're you're going to have the... Especially for reality TV, like like what we're talking about with diners, mm-hmm. drivings, and dives, or any other reality TV, you've got the the scouts that are looking for either the locations or the topic or whatever it's going to be, and then usually a producer or a director or somebody a little bit higher up the chain will go out and block it to where all right, if we're going to be in this building, we can get a shot from over there, we can get a shot from back there. If, we're going to be in the kitchen we'll have to set it up over here so they get all the technical details and then they plan it out so that they can do as much as possible in a short amount of time as possible it's really interesting those behind the scenes but imagine if you had someone come and taste and it was like a year before he actually came but that's also the excitement you got something you know to look forward to and then it's even longer before you actually make it onto onto the show and it's not as um instant as the TVs would like to to make you think it is for sure i saw a cool headline normally you think of oh wow, if i ever wanted if i ever needed a strong man i hope they could like lift a car off of me but there's another way that you may go oh i want a strong man in my, in my back pocket and that's like if a fer- ferris wheel ever got stuck do you have like a fear at all of the ferris wheel getting like Stuck at the top, and now it's not an upside down ride. Yeah, Ferrisville wouldn't be a big deal at all if I was stuck at the top. Absolutely terrifies me because they just they they swing and they're open, and it's just you know. Then you're up there as long as it's moving. My anxiety is usually okay, but it's like if it takes for a stop, you think this is it, it's broke, I'm going to die up here. It's like all of it rushes through. But don't worry, they can call in an Australian strongman because he spun a Ferris wheel with his bare hands to add a fourth Guinness World Record title to his name. It took him 16 minutes and 55 seconds to do it. He is only 16 or 60? 16 minutes and 55 seconds. That's a lot more impressive. He's 39 uh, years old, which is impressive as well. And he had to have at least 24 cars, each weighing at least 1,500 pounds. The total structure had to have a total weight of at least 99,208 pounds. Who came up with that? Like... (laughs) 99,208 pounds. Number one, why can we just stop at 99,200? No, if we're that close, go ahead and bump it it's up to 100,000. 100, I know, I mean, it was. But the way you can say you moved 100,000 pounds. pounds. I get with my bare hands. 
Uh, it was set to freewheeling mode, which terrifies me that they even have a freewheeling mode sort well, of I mean, set. if something goes it's wrong, neutral. how do you think they're going to get I you know, down? I get it. Whatever. Um, so the hydraulics and the brakes were completely disengaged. And he mentioned this was by far one of the hardest physical and mental challenges he'd ever um, undertaken. But it that was also like a good It feels like one calls. of those where once you get it going, it's going to get going more and more. You just kind of, you got to be able to get it going. Like when they're doing the whole strong man pulls a bus. Imagine once if, they get it going, it, the bus is rolling. It's it's not rolling under its own power, but it is rolling. Imagine if the Price is Right was an actual Ferris wheel. <laughs> you win just by being able to make it. You know, to make it turn. His goal was under thirty minutes, and he got that. So sixteen minutes fifty five uh, seconds. I just I don't. There was nobody on. The Ferris wheel, thank goodness. They just stacked it up full of weight. So it was almost 100,000 pounds of weight. Well, I mean, the Ferris wheel should weigh something. You don't There want ain't to no just... way it weighs that much, though. It said each car weighs, or maybe I'm wrong. Maybe there was people on there. I don't know. It didn't say anything about people. I wouldn't do it. You ain't getting me up there. For old, what's his name? Troy. To use his bare hands to get me down. I don't trust not near a bit. Mm-mm. There's a go button on that thing <laughs> that makes it. I don't want it to go too fast, but I don't want it to go too slow, and I sure as heck don't want it to stop. So, got to sing the Ferris wheels. All right, Sue, so we got more for you coming up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. Rhino and I will meet you back here Monday. Nope, tomorrow at 2. <laughs> it's not Friday yet, guys. <laughs> Until then, take time for the good things. Talk Mississippi Media Production.